Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we're back from another edition of Talking Preps Overtime, Chris, and I'm not Grice. <laughs> I can tell you're a little bit better looking. So I don't know if I do this as well as Grice, but we're going to try. Uh, this is state championship, uh, state regional championship week, and uh, we got a coach uh, in the back that's got his team on the verge of his first state championship appearance, and that is Huff coach Matthew Jenkins. How you doing, coach? Great. How are you guys doing? Doing well, man. Doing well. Um, nationally ranked, uh, playing Chambers in the state semifinals. Before I let Chris get to all his – his uh, history questions. I just got to ask you about getting your team in position and how big a deal would it be for you guys to get to that first state championship? It's, it's a big deal for everybody every year. You know, I mean, that's one of the goals that, that, that most programs set early on. Um, you know, it, it's, it's actually not a goal that we necessarily set, to be honest with you. Uh, we really talk about reaching our potential a heck of a lot more than wins and losses. Uh, we think we've got some players that are pretty good. And if we reach our potential, that gives us an opportunity to, uh, to have a shot at playing for state championships. And, and, you know, but we're excited about playing this Friday night against a really, really good Chambers team. How cool is it to have home field advantage and get to do it in front of your home fans? Yeah, it's neat. Yeah, it's, it's great for the community. It's, it's great for Huff High School. Um, you know, our student body has been fantastic this year. They've been extremely supportive at, at, at every game. Um, I think we've had more more involvement out of them this year than, than in my five years, my four years previous. Uh, I think maybe COVID had a little bit to do with that. They're just excited to be back out and, and getting to uh, be teenagers again. And, and you know, we're excited about hosting on Friday night. Yeah. How different is this run in the 2017 run? Uh, 2017, you know, we started 0-2 that year. You know, we lost to Harding, which was a really, really good football team Yeah. Um, that first year. And then we blew a 10-point lead in the fourth quarter to Providence. In fact, I can remember that. It shows you that you remember your losses and I can remember your wins. That's right. That's right. Um, and, uh, you know, it was it was one of those uh, – I, you know, I think I had a couple for sale signs in the front yard. Um, I don't know how they found out where I lived, but they did. And, and uh, you know, we were able to kind of turn it around, and, and we, we started playing really, really well down the stretch. And, and you know, I think it, it was a great run by that, that team. I think this has a different feel. Um, I think the expectations maybe were a little bit higher going into uh, this season than they were that year? We had Derwin Gray on the show recently, uh, Pastor Derwin Gray, former Panther, uh, former Charlotte Christian parent. And he was talking about how Huff has all of this talent every year. You know, you put out enormous amounts of D1 players. I mean, I saw Evan Pryor playing for Ohio State the other day. Um, and he was saying, you know, you guys really have to get over the hump. Is there a pressure there, given the success you've had, to get to a championship game and to win a championship game? No, because not a mission. Say again. Winning state, winning state championships are not my mission. Okay. What's that wasn't my that wasn't my mission when I left college football. My my mission for college when I left college football was to change young men's lives, and, and to help them achieve and reach goals and dreams that they've never thought they could get to. Yeah. And and so and, and winning state championships are great, 
But we all know we win that state championship ring is going to go sit on a shelf. That's true. You go to college, you go to college for free, and, and that's something you take with you for the next forty years of your life. Absolutely. And, and so I, it, it's a it's a different mission here. And, and do we want to win a state championship? Absolutely, we want to win one. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'd be crazy to say that we don't. Yeah. Um, but that's not the mission. That's not what gets me up every morning. What gets me up every morning? I got a wall back there with the colleges that roll through. What gets me up in the morning is making the phone calls and the texts and and and, and selling our young men to schools and uh, and getting every young man who wants to play college football, if they're good enough, an opportunity to do that. And, you know, getting up and making sure they're doing what they're supposed to be doing in the classroom. You know, and and, and all of those kind of things. And so, yeah, we want to win it. And we're going to do everything we can. We're, we're, we're going to work our tails off as a staff. Our, our mm-hmm. kids are going to work their tails off on the practice field and in the offseason to win one. But at the end of the day, I, I, I've said it before, I'll say it, I'd rather put 200 kids in college than win a state championship. Wow. And, and that's just it's just my personal belief. And, yeah. and, and that may say, well, I don't want to go to school there then because they don't want to care about winning state championships. That's not what I'm saying. I want to win a state championship. But that's not what my mission was when I chose to make a heck of a lot less money to coach high school football. Yeah, before I turn off to the guru, and I do want to get into your history, um, we got to talk about this game specifically with Chambers. Mm-hmm. You guys won the first round 16 to 10. You know, you really kind of shut down their their running game and, 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 and you know, kind of beat them at their own game, that tough physical matchup. Do you expect that again? Or do you expect some changes on their, their end? Uh, well, yeah, I th- you know, I, I think we'll do some things differently. You know, I think we'll both go back and watch the tape. And, and it was so long ago. And there's, I mean, it's, heck, there's been a, an entire season basically played since then. I mean, I think we played week five, I think, or week six. And we're now in week, what, 15? Yeah. So we've basically played an entire season since the last time we played. So I, they've evolved as a team watching film. I know we've evolved as a team. So you know, there'll be different things that we'll do. Um, you know, they're doing some things differently on both sides of the ball that, that we'll have to account for. Um, so you go back and you watch it. You, you see what, what worked well for you, what didn't work well, what they did well, you know, what they tried to do schematically to take away some of your things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you prepare that way, but then you also try to – plan that with what they've been doing recently, you know? And, and so uh, will we see a different scoring game? I don't know. I mean, I don't think any of our games have been rel- that high a scoring football yeah. game. Yeah, you know, I, think, you know, I mean, uh, I think the first year that, that coach Furby was there, I think, I think maybe we scored 40 in that game and, and they scored 20 something. I think that's maybe the highest scoring game we've had mm-hmm. in, in, since he's been at, at, at the school. Um, so I would anticipate that, you know, it's going to be about the same amount of points, you know, but um it's uh, they got a ton of athletes all over the field, you know, and you know, like any other week, I'm hoping we keep it close in the fourth quarter, make a few plays late, you know, and, and win a game. And, and at this point, it doesn't matter if you win by 30 or you win by one, you know, it's about <laughs> winning the game and, and, and playing, you know, playing Friday or Saturday, whenever the state's going to put out that win teams play in the state championship. It's about playing that next week. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, Coach Jenkins, um, you mentioned your mission being to get players at the collegiate level. You obviously coach there. Uh, so you're very intimately aware of what it takes, not only for the young man moving to that level, but you've got relationships with so many guys you've coached that now play at that next level. How has, and, and I only bring this up because this is the week now that the college coaches are back on campus. Mm-hmm. How has your relationship 
with previous players and in, in trying to guide them through their college careers, even once they've left Huff High School and, and left your guidance, but, you know, still keeping that relationship with them. How has the transfer portal affected what you do as a high school coach? Do the, do the players reach back to you and ask your opinion? Uh, do you feel – do you see the high school game changing with players wanting to move here or there because of what they see players being able to move to college level? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, well, you've kind of froze. So I, I missed the sec, kind of the second part of the question. But the first, you know what? You don't. One of the nice things is if you run your program right, you develop those relationships with kids, and and they and they and they trust and value who you are. You don't stop having those relationships when they leave you, right? And and so the transfer portal has completely changed college recruiting. Um, you know, it's you know the the one time transfer now. You know. Group five schools are going in and trying to find the the FC or the the power five offensive lineman who who's looking to leave so they can come in and hopefully make an instant impact in the program. And it just kind of trickles down from there. You know, FCS are looking at those group five kids and trying to get them down. And and so <clears throat> for a lot of those kids, I mean, I think I read somewhere there's there's three thousand or almost four thousand kids in the portal. It might be more than that now. There was like hundred and thirty or hundred and fifty worth worth of football teams, players worth of football teams in the portal. You could get another 150 teams with the amount of kids in the portal, something crazy. So these kids going in the portal thinking that they're going to go find something right now. It's that's not how it is. And it, it, it's just as hard. And, you know, colleges now have people, literally their job is to watch the portal to see who goes in. I hear often, cause I've had a few kids that have been to the portal recently. I hear from schools, other schools before I hear from the kids sometimes. Like, hey, you're so and so just entered the portal. Okay, what can you tell me about them? How has that negatively affected the high school recruiting? Because now that they can pick some guys that may be 20 years old, yeah, yeah. versus a position they would have offered a freshman, an incoming it, it, freshman. It, 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 I don't think it affects the power fives as much. Um, I, I think you know the power fives are they taking kids in the portal? Yeah, there still are, but they're handpicking a kid here and a kid there. I think it, it definitely affects the FCS and the group five. Yep, and. And so those those scholarships that often went to high school kids now they're they're taking ten or six you know I don't know eight to ten of them and finding transfer kids you know finding portal kids to go in there where they used to maybe find four or five JUCO kids now they're finding you know six or eight portal kids. Well, uh, one of the things that we always do here at the Talking Preps OT podcast is we try to, you know, tell the history and the backstory of the coach, how the coach got to the position they're in. You know, I've known you for a long time. I'm, I'm very keenly aware of the path you took. Uh, I know you as a head football coach in Las Vegas, uh, your collegiate work. Uh, but for maybe just the, the general observers or just the general fans here in the Charlotte area that don't know Coach Jenkins, maybe like I do, uh, give give everybody a backstory of how you got to Charlotte, uh, maybe the coaches along the way that influenced you to help you get to where you're at today. Sure. Uh, you know, I, this is either year 30 or 31. I, I stopped counting at some point. Um, it's kind of like birthdays with me. But, um, you know, I, I started right out of high school. 
and I was lucky enough to go to Penn State, work for Coach Paterno, uh, then went to Cornell and coached there for a little while. Decided college football was not for me. Um, I knew what kind of dad I wanted to be um, and, and husband I wanted to be and, and, the, and the involvement I wanted to have in my own family. And I knew that that lifestyle wasn't going to lead to that. So left, went back to California, coached there for about six years, moved to Vegas with my wife, was a head coach there. Um, and then we had our we had our twin girls who are sophomores here at Huff this year. And living in Vegas, I, it's not a place that I want to raise two young women. And so – we just made a decision. My parents had moved from California out here. They started a preschool. My It was the height of the recession or the recession had just started. It was 09. And my wife, they started the family business and they asked my wife if she wanted to help with it. And, and I knew I could get a job coaching. And so we just said, you know, let's, let's go do that. And we moved out here in 09. And I've been, I've been lucky enough since I've been here and some names that people might know here. Um, there's a few guys along the way, obviously coach Paterno. And I had the opportunity to work for Bill Arnsbarger. Um, with 72 Dolphins defensive coordinator when I was at Cornell, um, who, was, who was a great influence on me. <clears throat> and then um, um, a couple NFL guys, Ron Prince and Bill Lazor, were at Cornell when I was there at the time. Um, but uh, here, here in North Carolina, you know, I worked for Jim Ruark at Myers Park in 09, who, who's a tremendous individual um, and learned a lot from him. And then I was fortunate to go with Coach Padgett, Glenn Padgett, over at Concord and, and spent five years with him, you know, in two different stints. Um, and, and learned a ton from Coach Padgett, uh, who's a, who's an outstanding human being um, and, and a really, really good football coach. You also spent time as the head coach at Hopewell, uh, then mm-hmm. went back to become an assistant before you ultimately got elevated to the job at Huff, uh, to where I think you've done a great job. But how have those experiences at the different levels, you know, whether at a school um, like Hopewell or a school like Concord, or how has those experiences with different kids from different backgrounds, different socio backgrounds, uh, different states and all that. How have you kind of taken those experiences and, and kind of helped maybe guide and define how you coach today? You mentioned your mission is ultimately to help kids get college scholarships, which is admirable and commendable. Uh, but how have all those experiences just kind of shaped you today? Well, I think we've done it for as long as I have. It's It becomes less about the X's and O's mm-hmm. and more about the relationships it becomes more about learning their personal background stories and less about what they can do on the football field. Um, you know, I, I think I'm fortunate here that I have an unbelievable coaching staff. I, I mean, I, I've got the best coaching staff in the state of North Carolina. And, but one of the things that make them great is the fact of how much they get involved in our young people's lives. And, and that, you know, that our players know that they can call any of us at any time. And, and whether it's about school, something personal, it, it, it's, you know, and I think being at all those different schools, you just kind of learn or, or different states. One thing you learn is kids are the same everywhere. Um, you know, kids 20 years ago are really the same as they are now. Technology has changed some of them, right? You know, back in the day, 20 years ago, having a personal phone call to a kid meant a lot to the kid. Now, if I tweet something out to them, it means a lot more. Uh, so that kind of stuff's changed, but it's, they're still the same kids and it's still the, they still have that, the want for, they want, they want for accountability. They, they want discipline in their lives, whether they admit it or not, they do. They yeah. like to have that safety net of knowing that they can go so far, but he, they're not going to let me go that far. And um, 
and, and they and they want to feel like they're loved. They want to feel like they're a part of something. They want to feel like they belong to something. They want to feel like <clears throat> what they do and what they're a part of is important. And, you know, and I think w- what we've done a good job of here is we've defined what our mission is here. We define that we're about helping young people change their lives. We're about developing football players. You know, and I think that's the other thing that maybe we don't get enough credit for is the development of our kids on the field itself, skill wise, and where they started from and, and where they end up at. And um, and that's what we're about. And it's not just the wins and losses, because we really believe that wins and losses are a byproduct of that development, that um, the uh, the. Development on the field, but the development off the field in, in those relationships that we have. You know, I have a lot of people sometimes, some detractors to, to the sporting scene uh, that that often say to me, why are you so heavily involved in sports? But I, I don't think that they understand that football is just a vessel or just a teaching tool for you, not only just to make better football players or to help someone get to college, uh, but, but tell us how you use football as, as just a way to make these young men better fathers and parents and husbands down the road. Yeah. I mean, listen, if, if football is not a microcosm of life, I, I really don't know what is. Uh, you can come to our, our practice field and we've got every race on that football field who, who all get along, who all work together, who all are like brothers. So they argue like brothers at times and, and they learn how to handle those arguments without having to throw fists. Right. And, and, and having it go past that practice and, and learning how to be agreeable, but disagreeable or disagreeable or agreeable, however the saying goes. And, you know, I, I think it, there's a uh, dedication that's involved in, in football that I think every sport has, um, but but our, our players here uh, is a 12-month job for them, they, and they take it that way. They, they understand that if you're going to play at, at Huff High School, you've got to develop yourself. You can't just count on the coaches to do it, and you've got to do it yourself. You've got to be willing to put that time in, that extra time in outside of what we do and, and outside of our organized team activities. you got to be willing to go do it yourself, and I think that's what makes great parents. I mean, we all know that we're just about what we are and there is no off time for parents. Right. And there's no off times of being a husband. And, uh, you know, it's not a you know, I, I tell kids all the time when, when you get married, you find that significant other. It's not 50 50 because if you're only putting in 50 percent of it, you're not putting everything you have. I mean, being in a relationship is 100 percent and 100 percent and both sides are giving it. And, and so I think that kids learn that dedication part and that putting others in front of themselves, putting the team in front of themselves, um, that it, it's not just about you. It's about, it's about the team. And I think that's what makes great parents. Uh, I think it makes great employees. Um, you know, and at the end of the day, I, I think, I think it, it makes great members of society and, and learning to that, that you're not, what you think may not be always the right answer. And there are other, there are other opinions and other answers out there and being able to, to work together and, and, and find a common goal. I think, it, I think our society needs a heck of a lot more than, than what we have of that right now. I couldn't agree more with you. And I really appreciate that response because again, I think it, it just shows how significant football and all athletic sports are uh, to, to the development of young people, even more so than just the, the, the results on the field. Uh, but a few moments ago, you mentioned how the technology has changed things. And you mentioned the tweet uh, to a player, you know, word on the street was that even some things maybe that I had said, or maybe some of my coworkers here with yeah. all the reps had made its way 
into the bulletin boards and onto some of the tweets uh, within some of the locker rooms. And, and I just wanted to ask, you know, how, how does the media today and, and just this new technological world that we live in with tweeting and just instant news all the time, how does that affect how you use that information to either motivate a team or, or to point out something? Uh, and, and I know it's all in fun. I mean, there, there's never any, any seriousness towards it, but how do you use that info today? Coach, listen, Chris, I can't help it if a guy's going to rush for 250 yards on us. You know, I mean, it's, it is what it is. Right. So, you know, I, I, listen, technology has made information available to everybody. And now what used to be, everybody just had opinions in their, in their kitchens. Now everybody can have opinions everywhere and there's good and bad with that. Right. I mean, it's, Social media, I, I think, has ruined society in some ways. Um, Amen. But I, think it, but, it, but I think it also, there's a lot of good to it as well. And it can be used for good. And, and so, I, I, listen, you're not going to hear me quoting the guru, you know. <laughs> okay. Um, but, it, you know, has it been used from time to time? It may have been. <laughs> you know, so, listen, Langston, you, Chambers, you can pick them by 21, you know, however many ever you want. And and I'm not going to quote it, but would it get quoted somewhere? You never know. And, and, and so, you know, I, I just think that it's um, – do, do the kids listen? I'm sure the kids do listen. Yeah. Right? And, and do they watch? Sure, do they watch? And, and, and do coaches go on just to watch to see who you're going to pick and what you're going to say? Sure. I, I mean, I, there, there are people who absolutely do it. Right. And, and, but at the end of the day, no matter how many points you pick somebody else by or how many yards somebody's going to rush against us, that's going to last one play at most. And the ball is going to get kicked off. And guess what? Ain't nobody thinking about it anymore. <laughs> it's and, time and, to play, bro. Right. And, and it's time to play. And what you've done Monday through Thursday matters a heck of a lot more than, than what somebody said on, on Twitter or on Facebook or, you know, all that kind of stuff. Coach, you were talking about your coaching staff earlier. You said you had the best coaching staff in North Carolina. I've heard that before, by the way. Um, and one thing I do notice with great coaches, like, and I think you're a great coach, is that you allow your coaches to coach. How important is that when you're trying to bring a coach on and then to really show them, I'm going to allow you to be you and, and let you do your thing? I, you know, I was fortunate. Glenn Pageant did that for me. Mm. And, you know, when I went over there and was the defensive coordinator, he, he asked me what we were going to do, but he never said no. And now some of that is because hopefully it was sound and, yeah. you know, it wasn't, you know, crazy stuff. And, and, and so, you know, it's hard to argue that. But I, I think it's really important to allow men to be who they are mm -hmm. within your kind of uh, guidelines of what you expect out of them. Um, I also think it's really important in retaining staff. Now, I, you know, I've lost two guys to head coaching jobs. Um, in the last two years, which I think is fantastic. And that's, that's the other part of at least my mission. And, and people did this for me when I was a younger coach is I want to give these men who work for me that want to be head coaches, the opportunity to grow in advancement and with more responsibility. So they have those opportunities. If it's something that they want to go choose, you know, I, I look at it as, Hey, I couldn't be more excited for, 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 uh, for Bake and and for 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 uh, Zetlow, who's you know at, at CBA Cog now, I, they're they're both great men who are who are going to do great jobs at the school that they're at. I mean, Bake's doing a great job, and 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 Zetlow will get the the ACOC team going. Um, but I think allowing them to coach 
and not looking over their shoulder all the time, mm-hmm. I think makes them want to come back. Right. It makes them want to be on your staff. It makes now, your, your practices remind me of college practices I go to, but I mean, you come from a college environment. I mean, you kind of, well, out there, we try you're the maestro and then, you know, everybody's kind of doing their thing. It, it's, you know, but I think that that's kind of part of the back to the development part for us is mm-hmm. that we, part of our, what we also think is it's not just getting them to that level, yeah. but it's helping them be successful at that level. And part of that is learning how to do it, mm-hmm. learning how to do it the right way. Um, and so the more you can emulate some of those things that they may see, um, the more successful they're going to be when they get there. Um, so, but I, I just, you know, and, and it helps that I got really good coaches. So it's easy to allow them to go do their job. Mm-hmm. And, um, but I think that, you know, we don't get a lot of turnover except for those who leave for head coaching jobs because we allow them to do what they're good at doing. And, mm-hmm. and, and we're not looking over their shoulders and, and, and I want them to be who they are and I want them to coach within their personality. Um, I think that's what attract kids to, to coaches mm-hmm. is when they get to be who they are. Right. Uh, kids are really good at seeing through fakeness. <laughs> uh, they're a heck of a lot better at it than adults are. Yeah, they get right? right adults, We get dumber and we, and we don't see it as easily yeah. where kids see it so much easier than we do. So yeah. they know when you're being fake with them and, and, and they see it quickly and so, you know, if I ask somebody to not to coach within their personality, I think kids see through it and then they become less effective as football coaches and as men uh, who can help guide the, who can help guide these young people. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, so they, 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 you know, I'm fortunate that they're really good coaches, um, but we, we allow them to be who they are. Yeah. Before I go back to Chris, I want to ask you about perspective because you're now the nationally ranked superpower let's be honest i mean you're one of the best in the southeast but you also have been at hopewell what was kind of the opposite of that was it like coaching i mean but i don't think you've changed much as a coach but what do you think is is the difference between being at a program like that versus being at a program like where you are now i don't know you know um i i like to think i'm the exact same person i was at hopewell that i am here yeah, that's that's my point and that's the first thing i like to think i'm the same person i i know my mission was the same and i was fortunate even at hopewell my first year we were six and six we finished third mm-hmm. in the imac mm-hmm. you know or in the, whatever the conference was at that time because i don't think mooresville and, and uh and uh, lake norman were in the conference thing because we played them in the non-league but we yeah. finished third that year behind mm-hmm. mallard creek and huff you know we started one and five and then finished uh five and oh and uh, lost in the first round, a good high point central team up there. Um, but, um, you know, it's I, I think when I, I think football teams are kind of like schools in that when you're when your football program is playing well, you seem to have less discipline problems in the school. Mm-hmm. And, and principals will tell you that, that yeah. when you have a good football program, because it starts the season, it starts the year. Mm-hmm. And when they're successful, <clears throat> attitudes are different on campus. Mm-hmm. Usually behavior is a little bit better on campus. Mm-hmm. I think when your football program is winning, you have less disrupt- disruption that way. Okay. And kids buy in more, right? Yeah. So even the kid who may not be getting quite as much playing time as they want, it's hard to argue that they should get more when you're winning football games. Sure. And so they kind of continue to develop and they show up to practice and they do what they're supposed to do because you are, when, when you're not, I think some of those off the field issues become bigger issues because, you know, if you're like, we were the second year at Hope, we were two and nine, you know, we, we were, we had a lot of kids that returned and, but we lost some senior leaders and our senior leaders that year weren't fantastic. Mm-hmm. And, and so, 
you know, we had more off the field issues that year than we did the year that we were six and six. And so, you know, I think that that may be the biggest thing mm-hmm. uh, more than more than anything else, uh, you know, because on the field, I mean, kids are kids. I, I do think when you're winning and you have a program like we have right now, the kids work harder just mm-hmm. naturally mm-hmm. because they want to play. They want to be a part of it. So sure. when they show up to practice, they're showing up to practice ready to roll. You know, when you're two and seven and, you know, you're not making the playoffs and you're at week nine, eight, nine, ten. Hey, we're just going to endure practice and get through it and go play a game on Friday and get ready to turn our stuff in. So, you know, and I, I don't know if that was the answer you were kind of looking for. I just so, wanted you to, you know, I, you know, I never really thought about it to be honest with you. Yeah. So it kind of put me on the spot with that one. Yeah. I just, I was just curious your, your perspective. Yeah, no, before, I, before I turn over to Chris, this game, remi- I want to go back to the game a little bit. This game reminds <laughs> me a little bit of when independence was rolling. Uh, Chambers hasn't won as many state championships, but they're going to their sixth straight regional final. You guys are kind of the Butler kind of team coming up. And it was kind of that year when everybody kind of thought maybe this was Butler's opportunity to, you know, to, to take the mantle. And they did in 09 and, and went and won the state championship. Do you kind of feel like this is our year? We've been knocking on the door a little bit, knocking on the door a little bit. And I have the, the team, the coaches, the players, everything's in line, not only for this year, but even in the following year. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I think there's so much that goes into it. I, yeah. I mean, listen, if you had said that last March or last April when Curtis tore his ACL, <laughs> and you know, I, I, you know, I don't know. You know, um, it, it's you don't know with injuries. You don't know with. I mean, Friday night there's going to be two or three plays if the ball doesn't bounce the right way, or the the umpire sees holding on this play that you watched happen four straight plays and they call it this time on you, but they didn't call it on them, you know, and and that's a big run, right. You know, I mean, so there's so many outside things that, that go into it. You know, we felt really good about our 21 team or our our 20, excuse me, our 20 year last year, you know, COVID really kind of, you know, you know, we lost 11 kids to early graduation. Yeah. You know, on that team, and yeah, you had eleven of the top one hundred players in North Carolina on that team. You have a team yeah. loaded before. And so, <laughs> yeah, and so you know, we felt really good about that team, and, and we well, we heck, we felt great about our eighteen team, the one that lost to Vance, you know, to end the season, and then mm-hmm. had to play in the in the mud twice, yeah. you know, and 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 so, you know, I, we got a, we have a really good really have a really good team, you know, we have we have a good ball club, we have a bunch of kids that work really really hard uh, on a daily basis. You know, and, and Chambers is really talented. And so for us to say, hey, this is going to be the year, I don't know. You know, it's we'll, we'll find out Friday night whether or not. And, and it doesn't matter. Whoever wins Friday night is going to have to go play a good team from the East because Roseville is playing really, really well right now. And Cardinal Gibbons is, I mean, we saw how the game, first game of the year that they played with with, with Chambers. And, and uh, one of the craziest so, games I've ever seen, Coach. <laughs> right. I mean, it's, uh, you know, what it, what it finished, like at 4.30 in the morning? Or something. <laughs> it was 2. It wasn't quite that late. Right? I mean, it was about 2. And, and so it's kind of one of those where, you know, I don't know. It's, uh, uh, you know, we like our kids. Yeah. And we like our young men. And, and we think we think, we think think they're, they're fantastic human beings and, and they're good football players. Well, Coach Jenkins, first and foremost, appreciate the time you've given us today here yeah. on the – Talking Preps OT podcast. I got two quick questions. One, I'm just going to kind of carry on from uh, your conversation about your team. You know, I've seen you play twice now. I've watched a lot of film, a lot of clips of you guys. I was sitting there watching during pregame, standing there with you, matter of fact, watching uh, Tad Hudson just throw his 
routes just perfectly. Uh, I feel like you guys are strong, you're fast, you're physical. I don't really feel like you've got many deficiencies on really either side of the ball. You know, you're not relying on Hudson to throw for 400 yards. You, you know, you can run the ball. You, you've got great defensive players, especially some perimeter corner players. But with that said, does having a team that I think is one of the more complete or the more balanced teams I've seen, how does that help you uh, in in a play calling and then just in a game preparation mode against especially against a team like Chambers, where you know you don't have to rely on one player to carry the load because you've got a whole team that seems to be uh, hitting on all cylinders. Yeah, no, I, you know I, I think being balanced is really important. You know, and and it's and it's it's not a situation where when I say balance, meaning that hey, we're going to throw the ball 35 times. We're going to run the ball 35 times. We're looking for balanced yards. When I say being balanced it is having the ability to do both at all times. Um, you know, I, I think that's really, really important offensively um, is being able to run the ball when you, when you want to run the ball, being able to throw it when you want to throw it, but then having the ability to do it on some off schedule down in distances. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, defensively, um, you know, we, we've got a really, really good fast defense. Um, you know, I mean, Chambers is really fast as well. Um, you know, I, I think our, our front six maybe doesn't get the credit it deserves. Um, you know, our back five are really, really good. And, uh, but I, I think our front six have played unbelievably this year. Uh, we need them to play unbelievably again the next, you know, on Friday night. Um, but I, I don't know if our, our front, you know, our, our down four and our backers get en- enough credit for, for the success we've had defensively this year. Um, you know, and, and again, you know, our coordinators, you know, coach Olson and and, and coach Thompson, um, and and then coach Sullivan have done a great job scheme wise, uh, you know, week in and week out. Well, one last question for me, and I think you're at the top of your game. I mean, obviously the success and what you're doing and the the states that you guys are playing on this Friday says enough. Um, and you guys, and and you personally, um, have had a tremendous career. And, And again, you're right there at the top of your game. Uh, but there's going to be a day when, Coach Jenkins just decides that he wants to be a dad or, or go on and travel around the 50 states or do whatever it is you're going to do with your wife and, and move on. And when that day comes that you don't want to coach football again, what do you want the people around here to think of you? You've already talked about your your mission as a coach, more so helping the players and, and, and becoming better leaders and better men in life. Uh, but when, when things are said and done, what do you want your legacy to be uh, when people think of Coach Matt Jenkins? Oh, gosh, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever even thought about it before. Um, yeah, he, he cared about kids, you know, that, that, that he was passionate about what he did. Um, he cared about kids. He cared about human beings. Um, you know, that, um, if somebody needed something, he'd be there for him. You know, I, I just, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't care about the football stuff. I never have. Um, you know, if I did, I'd probably still be coaching in college. And it, it, I, I just, I go back to this. It's a, it's about the relationship part of, of life. I think that's really important. Um, I, I think, you know, how many how many people show up to your funeral is a heck of a lot more important than how many people show up to a game on a Friday night. And yeah, I, I think that shows kind of a true impact that you had on people. Um, you know, when somebody takes the time out of their day to 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 show up to something, you're not even there, you know. And uh, um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I leave the legacy things and, and what people think about you to, to people who are doing the thinking. And, you know, I, I know I go home every day and I got two young ladies that, that I think love me um, on most days. And, and, you know, I don't know if my wife will let me retire because I may be home too much then. Um, you know, we'll see. But um, I know she loves me. And, and so, 
at the end of the day, my, my dog loves the heck out of me. And that's probably the most important thing. So it's, uh, I, 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 I you guys are too philosophical for me, man. I, I don't put that much stuff in. I don't put that much thought in all this kind of stuff. So no, nah, this is great, Coach. Coach Maxine is missing philosophical. I appreciate you, Coach. Hey, listen, thanks for coming on. Uh, My pleasure. Over time. Good luck on Friday night and probably the biggest game in 10, 12 years around here. I know everybody. Yeah. Yeah, I tell you what, we'll take we'll take every ounce of luck everybody wants to give us. All so, right, Coach. I appreciate it, guys. Appreciate thanks, you, Coach.